Hello, hello. Welcome back to Not Another FPL Pod on Toto Football. I am Luke Weezer Seychelle. This is our weekly series, our fantasy series. We love it. Well, sometimes we love it, sometimes we hate it. <laughs> we were treated to some fantastic Premier League matches over the game week. Um, the players we normally rely on, the premiums, let's say, they were all overtaken and outshone by 6.5 million stars, which was absolutely ridiculous, did not help me at all. I am someone who doesn't have Mbwemo or Matoma in my team, so that was really, really fun. But anyways, enough of me moaning. I'm, of course, back with our co-host, Rich. How are you doing, mate, and how was your game week? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've got I've got Matoma in my fantasy football hub team, so I got one of them, but in Burmo, obviously the big miss. Um, I got 46 points this week, uh, so a red arrow, but I'm here to tell you, you don't need to worry about your rank just yet. It's all good. To put it in perspective, I'm about 1.1 million in the world with that team. I'm 15 points off 200k. So that's a huge swing in like one haul. And I'm 18 points ahead of 4 million. So just relax, man. We, we've got this. It's, it's going to be fine. That's How'd what you I needed on? to hear. That's what I needed to hear because I did dreadfully think I'm in the 2 million rank. As I said, I've got none of them Brighton or Brentford players. And now I don't really know if I want to jump on them because they're not going to score every week. And now I don't want to do like the Almiron of last season. So we'll wait and see <laughs> what happens with that. Uh, captain didn't help Haaland, you know, but, you know, at least there wasn't like a big hitting captain this week. So we move on. And as you said, only second game week. Thank God. <laughs> but, plenty of time, mate. Plenty of time. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, we'll dive into the show. We do a few segments that we do every week on this show. The first one is the things we learned from the previous game week. So this is the things we learned from game week two. First one, I'll go up with Rich and basically... Could Arsenal be bluffing their penalty takers? Yesterday, we saw Odegaard take the penalty over Bukayo Saka. Arteta said he had no clue about it. Do you believe that? Because I think this could be some mind games we are having to deal with for the rest of the season. Well, I mean, he's he's benching Gabriel. He's, he's maybe secretly assigning a different penalty taker to keep people guessing. Who knows, man? But um, I know of people that sold... Uh, Odegaard, uh, Odegaard for Saka in the week just gone so they must be fuming yeah. to see that turn around because obviously that would have been the goal, the clean sheet obviously, max bonus and it's all just been taken away either by Arteta on the down low or by by Odegaard just saying can I have this one and Saka just be like yeah it doesn't really matter to me but it matters to us it matters to yeah. us man Heartbreak. it does, it does. It, it does feel like this could literally be something that they do a lot now because they won't want the opposition goalie to know exactly what they're doing or anything like that. So it will be something really interesting. It'll be something we have to keep an eye out for. And hopefully it goes back to Saka, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I guess like in in real in the real world, in real life football, Arsenal, fine. They've got loads of good penalty takers, so they can mix it up if they want to. But for us as FPL managers, trying to work out who the best assets are, not helpful at all. So Arsenal are off my Christmas card list at the moment. Yeah, for sure. And I'll let you uh, hop across to the rest of North London with the next point, mate. Yeah, so Spurs looking very, very good. Dismantled um, a mediocre Manchester United side, has to be said. Just, yeah, they've not looked very good at all. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people have, um, they doubled up Rashford, Bruno, some have gone Onana, some have gone Luke Shaw and Man United have just, just looked pretty poor. Um, 
I, I can't pronounce the guy's surname, but the manager, Ange, could he, do you think he's going to turn their fortunes around, mate? Do you reckon that we're yeah. going to see a nice swashbuckling Spurs side now? It looks like it so far. You know, he's changed the leadership there. Son looks great. He's doing huddles before games. He's doing little things after games that all these little touches will be good. Obviously, we're seeing a really nice progressive style of football. The way they get out of the press now is kind of ridiculous on a lot of occasions. They've got the creators to do it. All they're lacking is that number nine now, which is hilarious to say. Obviously, there will probably be some other little TV issues they have throughout the season that we won't see yet. But not in Europe, you know, so they're definitely, definitely a team to watch. Madison may be injured. That's probably the only little worry. But look, they do look strong. They do look strong. And yeah, we'll talk about one of the, the Spurs defenders a little bit later on in another topic. But yeah, anyways, finally, Chelsea. Look, just kind of wanted to bring this up to annoy Chelsea fans, really. You've spent all that money. You've lost one. You've drawn one two games in. It's looking a bit dismal. You didn't even get Elise. Sorry, Rich had to get it in as well. Um, great week for me as a Palace fan. But yeah, Jackson looks sharp, doesn't he? Still. Yeah, I think um, I think he's. I mean, for me, I've got some moves that I need to think about with this um, with my team this week, and <clears throat> Jackson is on the list because he's he looks lively, getting into good positions, getting shots away. His uh, xG's been like zero point seven nine. Ex- expected goal involvement of like 0.83 so I feel like he's going to come good and he's got the fixtures to do so um, so we could start seeing a bit of a bandwagon for him um, whether or not we'll see Enzo taking another penalty again after he had it saved I don't know but um, yeah I think Jackson could be a nice option um, if he can start converting some of these chances against weaker opposition yeah for sure it, he does look a really nice player it's actually for them so sad that they got that big injury to Nkunku because I think it would have changed their fortunes a lot massively. They have these chances that don't fall to Jackson, but they just need that other player in that box as well. He can't do everything on his own. So it'll be really interesting. And look, let us know, FPL fans, what did you learn from the last game week? Tweet us at underscore Toto Football. Let me and Rich know what you learned because, you know, we we don't know everything. We don't see everything. We can't watch everything. So we'd love to hear from you guys as well. That is the things we learned topic. Let's move on to another section, which is probably our favorite. And this is our punts of the week. We will pick some differentials under 10% owned. And yeah, we've got four that we had last week that did really well. And I'm going to let you do this one because you were so, so close to this, weren't you, mate? Oh, mate. So yeah, Virgil van Dijk I picked last week, just based on the fact that Bournemouth you know headed chances conceded and i had i had like three or four people text me when van dyke hit the bar <laughs> everyone was like it nearly happened it nearly happened i couldn't believe it i was like oh. and then i I managed to watch it back on match of the day and just like almost leapt up cheering because i thought it was going in but i should have known it wasn't going in um but yeah we're so close with that weren't we um you went for bowen again didn't you mate and yeah. um he had two shots on target but no returns in a 3-1 win, which was he was unfortunate. I think he was unfortunate. But um yeah, that was a that was a um a thumbs down for that one. My own one, Morgan Gibbs White. Another thumbs down. Uh he had a shot on target and four key passes, and he but he underperformed according to expected FPL points. That was meant to be just over four, and obviously he blanked, didn't do anything. Um and then your last one was DRB, who I'm watching hey. the highlights back, mate. He was unlucky, wasn't he? Yeah. 
That's, had three. That... I was going to say three shots, two on target, two key passes, one big chance uh, created. And I think Pickford didn't he save like a monster onto the post or something as well? Yeah, there was some big chance. It was just typical. And then away from DRB, everyone who had Watkins, he got the assist, but then came off the substitute Duran, literally probably his first or second touch of the game and replaced him, got a goal. So it just kind of summed up FPL this week, didn't it? Yeah, I think it, you can just you can just for the most part you can just put this down to one of those weeks, like fair play to Burma owners. Um although I do have to say they're not gonna get a penalty every week. And his other goal, his other goal was a tap in. Don't get me wrong, he looked great, but that's not that's that's gonna revert to mean soon. But um let's just write it off as one of those weeks, mate. And um we can we can get into our punts of this week if you like. Yeah, yeah, and it's your free first, isn't it, mate? So jump straight in. Yeah, all right then. Well, I will go. Uh, I was going with um, Julian Alvarez of Man City, seven point six percent owned when I checked earlier today. Um, he's getting a bit of a run with De Bruyne out for a few months, um, and he's played one hundred and eighty minutes. He's not even been subbed early, so Pep's probably giving him a proper run out. Um, looking at sort of like his average position, his heat map, he's he's pretty central, and that is where Sheffield United are conceding fifty four percent of their chances. So. Him, I met. I, I was going to mention Foden, but he's above ten percent. But Foden looked class against Newcastle. Those boys could do well on uh, on the weekend against Sheffield United. What do you make of that one? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I really like that he's getting more game time as well because he deserves it. Cracking finish against Newcastle, ridiculous. It and it's kind of like that kind of role is probably better suited to him than a lone striker role or that number nine. It seems like he really thrives there away from FPL as well as FPL-wise, which is really good to see. This will be, if he does play against Sheffield United, I think that'll be the true test for people who don't pick him to see yeah. can they rely on him. It, it then does get tricky, though, with Champions League and that. But look, it'd be worth having a punt if he does get a lot of game time, especially with the injury. Be really interesting as well. You're saying about Foden, but is his game time going to be limited with Doku coming in? Just another transfer. We just don't know, is it? But we'll see. I really like the Alvarez uh, pick and I'll go with my first pump next and it is Rico Henry 5.3% owned assist feet Spurs clean sheet beat Fulham now has Palace and Bournemouth against Spurs he managed 0.74 expected assist and that was at home he's now at home to Palace so he'll likely play in that more attacking possible wing back role that he had um, and I think he could thrive uh, Gabriel Martinelli didn't pass the Joel Ward test but you know <laughs> it's gonna. It's not every week he can. So Rico Henry, can he? He's got the pace. You know, he's got the pace to get past Ward. And can he reward hunters with a assist this Very week? Very good, mate. Look at that. Very good. I think. Um. Yeah. I think. I mean. I think Palace is a tough game. So maybe that one could be Brentford trying to knock the door down. But you holding firm. Maybe a nil nil. Um. But yeah, I like it, mate. I. I mean, I really like Rico Henry. Anyway, I think he's a great player. Um, so yeah, whether or not that'll come good in one week, don't know. But he's, yeah. I think, for the for for the mid mid to mid to long term, that's a good pick. Um, my next one, I went with I went with Ruben Diaz, and it doesn't say it doesn't sound like a differential, but he's only six point six percent owned. Um, I mean, if we're talking about runs, he's got Sheffield United away this week, Fulham at home the week after, West Ham away, Nottingham. A forest at home, and then wolves away. I mean, I've 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 written down. I think three clean sheets. 
that could be four or five realistically like if City because they've made a great start in terms of defensive numbers I don't think they've conceded a big chance yet and that's including a game against Newcastle Newcastle like one of the better teams in the league so I think um, yeah I think he's a safe bet Sheffield United in both their games combined have put up an XG of 0.95 and only Burnley have got lower than that and Burnley have only played once so <laughs> I would I would I would expect City at least to keep a clean sheet this week so uh, yeah Ruben Diaz is my next one I mean yeah I really like it and yeah as you said it is crazy that he's only 6.6% owned I think everyone jumped on that John Stones train first yeah then he got yeah. injured so that was a bit bittersweet for them but you can you will see a lot of people shift to Diaz, I think, now, especially with that fixture run. It's kind of ridiculous, the Man City fixture list. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, how have they got that sort of run, in my opinion? You're seeing some of these runs the other teams have got. Bournemouth yeah. got mad run as well. Uh, Liverpool have got some difficult games coming up. Brighton have got some really difficult games coming up. But City, realistically... They could win all 10 and they should comfortably with the team and squad they've got. Not saying anything yeah. bad against the teams against them, but you know, if you're looking at the quality, City will be heavy favourites for all of them. Yeah. They're a class apart, unfortunately. It's just uh, something we've got to put up with for a while, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. Um, right. Who, who's your next one? My next one is Udoji, Udoggy, basically 2.8% owned. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> he, um, Looks to be playing left back at Postecoglou's defence. 4.5 mil owned. Has clean sheet and attacking returns potential as they face Bournemouth. Haven't seen it yet, but he did get the clean sheet last week. But what I like about him is prior. Bearing in mind he's only 20. Last season in Serie A, he got three goals and four assists. And then the season before that, he got five goals and three assists. So look, he's got that potential. He's got that high seeding against a team like Bournemouth, who look good, but... You know, when Spurs are looking as good as they can, I think he can really thrive. Yeah, I really like that one, mate. I think that's a great pick. Um, and especially when we've got people with Gabriel that need to make a decision. Yeah. Um, Udoggy. I I mean, I don't know the proper, but I can just have so much fun with it. Like Udoggy. He um he's a great option. Diaz, obviously, I've just mentioned is a great option. So there there are options for people that have got Gabriel and or if they're priced out of Saliba because obviously he's gone up and they want to move off of Arsenal, then yeah, there's some good options, mate. Um speaking of Arsenal, I my final one, I've gone for Eddie and Ketia, 5.1% owned. So this is probably a short-term pick because we just don't know how yeah. Arteta's gonna set up. He's you know, giving penalties away and taking his star centre back yeah. out of the he, he's loco, we don't know what he's doing. But um <laughs> Fulham have conceded the most big chances and shots on targets. I mean, it's, of course, it's a small sample size, but Everton put up like 2.73 XG against Fulham. This is Arsenal, like one of the prop, arguably the second best team in the league at the moment, as much as it pains me to say it. So yeah. um, if Inketia keeps starting, I think he could, yeah, I think he could do well, especially against Fulham this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And just saying we got that on tape there, you saying Arsenal are the second best team in the league. <laughs> That's a Liverpool fan saying that, guys. If you aren't watching on YouTube and can't see the gloating of the champions shirt in the background that he's got right now. But yeah. Don't clip it. Don't clip it. <laughs> we'll see if it we'll see what happens come the end of the season. You know, maybe you've jinxed it in a good way for yourself. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh right. I will move on to mine again. I feel like very luckily this guy's 9% owned. Musa Diaby, 
We just literally spoke about him before. Two shots on target, two key passes. 0.52 expected goal involvements in that game. Bearing in mind, he was subbed off in like the 59th, 60th minute because they wanted to rest him, which is great for us. They do have the midweek European game, I think, tomorrow. So okay. I have to keep an eye on that. But he has looked so sharp. Got that goal against Newcastle as well. And it's against Burnley. We've only got one game to base them off. But, you know, they conceded some poor goals against Man City. I know a couple of set pieces. But with Burnley, we really think that players who are playing kind of centrally can thrive. And that is something that Rich will dive into in a bit. But, yeah, Mr. Diaby, what do you think, mate? Yeah, I mean, I liked him last week. I like him this week. They've got they've got a decent fixture run. Um yeah, and I think the way like Leon Bailey kind of et into him a little bit, if that makes sense, like in the last game. Um, he seemed to be a bit more advanced uh in the first game against Newcastle, and obviously that didn't work out too well for them. But um yeah, I think it's good, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you, want, well, uh, do you want me to go into the most chances conceded? Or is there anything you want to mention about the uh just quickly, the differentials, I will be doing another poll on the Spotify. So pick out of me and Rich, he thinks got the best differentials, so he can have bragging rights for next week. But yeah, mate, jump straight into it. Did we find out who won the poll this week? Mate, it was 50-50 last time I checked. Right, okay. So I've still got work to do then. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. Right, okay, yeah. So chances conceded data. So as always, we like to, we like to talk about... Um, the chances which sides they're being conceded on and that can help us with our fantasy football decisions uh, in terms of my hub team um where i collect fantasy uh points that data isn't quite ready yet i like to start talking about that properly from like game week five onwards once we've got a four week sample but in terms of chance conceded we'll start on the right hand side uh despite only playing one game that's still Luton top 41 percent of their chances down that side and i think that's ben chilwell's side this week and we talked about it last week so yeah Let's see if Ben Chilwell <laughs> going up against that Luton hey, side gets some joy. He was in the box a lot, you know, against West Ham. There's definitely potential there. If you didn't listen last week, guys, Rich actually called for a potential captain choice with Chilwell if you just wanted to be different um, for the Luton game because of this stat. And look, he could thrive, he could thrive. Who's next on that list? Uh, so next, oddly confusingly, is Man City with 39% <laughs> of their chances on the right. But they haven't conceded any big chances at all. And I think this is like, they've had five chances down that flank yeah. of like, of like t- 10 tops. So nothing to worry about. Um, I certainly wouldn't be going up against the, you know, the left winger of Sheffield United. I wouldn't be punting that for example. Um, and then Spurs are on the right 36%. So they're still a bit weak down that side, but um, yeah, again, like we say, small sample size, which is something to keep an eye on. Uh, Left hand side is Palace, mate. They're top. They're giving up 45% of their chances. I did uh, say earlier, Joe Ward, which it's not his fault. It's just teams try to attack him and he's passing the test so far. So, you know, hopefully yeah. that continues. Roy Hodgson is a bit of a bit of a defensive genius. You know, you can't, yeah. can't, say, can't say different. Forrest, uh, second, 42%. And then Wolves were 33% from the left. Um, and then uh, centrally, so... Burnley, obviously just one game, of course, because the postponement of Luton, but uh, 61% of their chances they're conceding centrally. Um, and then um, Villa, 59%. And then Newcastle and Arsenal, 58%. So um, any thoughts on that central stuff, mate? Yeah, yeah. I said to you earlier about Diaby, um, 
Burnley there conceding the most chance essentially but a lot of decisions we're seeing on Twitter this week FPL Twitter this week is should people be selling Watkins for Jackson mainly okay, yeah. or just swapping yeah. someone so look we're seeing that Burnley concede 61% of their chances essentially so far if you're looking at a player like Watkins to sell I don't know I know it's an away game for Villa but I still don't think it's the right time We've seen more out of Watkins than Jackson in terms of points. True, Jackson's yeah. obviously got Luton, so it is it is a really big risk. I'd think if you've somehow able to, if you've got your two free transfers and you got the Drow Pedro, I think a dream front three this week could be Haaland, Jackson, and Watkins if you could somehow afford it. I'm pretty sure one of the um, one of the guys that I've chatted to about fantasy football for a long time, Sim. Um, Sim, shout out to you if you're listening, mate. He, I think he's got that. He's got Watkins, nice. Jackson, and Haaland, and he finished in the top 10k last year. So we need to be listening to guys like Sim. But um, yeah, Watkins is a tough sell this week, I think. But um, yeah, Burnley at home could be a different beast to Burnley away. I mean, obviously they played City at home in their only game, but that's Man City, who are a completely different beast. So yeah, I think that's an interesting. That's an interesting thing to uh, to think about, mate. Good shout. Yeah, for sure. And look, cheers for the stats again there, mate. We'll be doing that every week, just like we do with all our weekly topics. Moving on, we've got the FPL Toto Pod League. I'm not even going to say whether not another FPL pod is because it's low. Uh, it's very <laughs> low. So, But we will praise the league leader. So who is the league leader this week, Rich? So the team name is Peggy Goo. DJ, uh, that and... is right. Cool, mate. I'm so old. I've got no idea about any of this kind of stuff. <laughs> I did. I did so... think that because the way you said it, it sounded like you didn't know. So I thought I didn't lie on you. One of uh, one of my mates, Vish, he put in he put in a group chat. He put F earlier, and I was like, "What do you? What does what does F mean?" And apparently, it means pay your respects. And I was just like, I, "Yeah, I'm too old, too old for this stuff, man." Really. Um, but anyway, the name was uh, Dot Kelly. So congratulations to Dot Kelly and your team, Peggy Goo. You got 101 points this week with the bench boost, and now you're the leader on 166. So, yeah, fair play. That's ridiculous. That's more than people got in two game weeks in total, actually. So, ridiculous <laughs> amount. And if you're listening to this podcast and you've come from Twitter, or if you're on YouTube, feel free to put an F in the comment section for Rich at getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on now, we'll be little bit of preview for game week three not much but rich how are you feeling what's your thoughts and how are you going to set up your team so i've got i've got two transfers i've got two million in the bank so i'm in a good i feel like i'm in a good position right so gabriel if he's going to somebody it might be diaz for example um so that that team is edison in goal chillwell gabriel estupinan udoggy um, and then we've got Son, Rashford, Luis Diaz, Saka, Matoma and Haaland. Uh, on the bench is João Pedro, who could become Jackson, for example. We talked about that earlier. Um, Son, I think I need to give him these three games, man, because like I backed him at the start of the season. Yeah, he's not produced much, but he's he's OK. Um, so I think I'm going to keep him. Um, so I'm probably looking at Gabriel and João Pedro to something like Diaz and Jackson. I might just do one of those or I might do both, but I've got to make one move. So yeah, but captain will be Haaland, no doubt. And um, yeah, that'll be me. You got any, uh, any plans in mind for a move, mate? Well, 
three of my players from last week got me points, which is ridiculous. And one was an assist <laughs> point. The other two were Saliba and Estepinian. Thank you to, I forgot who leaked the Gabrielle news, but you're literally carrying my team right now. So that's <laughs> great. Uh, I've got my midfielders, Fernandez, Rashford, Martinelli, Saka and Eze. I, I just, there's something that's putting me against wanting to sell the four big ones, you know. I think everyone's enjoying the Embuemo wave at the moment. But realistically, I'm just in the back of my head. I'm thinking them four midfielders, surely they're going to bang soon. And what is it? Fulham and Forest are the two games that they've got. So I'm really hoping there to do some good. I've got two free transfers. I've got no clue, basically, mate, what I want to do. Realistically, am I looking at an Eze taking him out yeah. just, to co- just to cover myself? I, I mean, the thing is, Arsenal and Man United play each other next week. So... You might want to start stripping back on those from next week, but obviously they've got great fixtures this week. So I'm kind of looking at transfers that I can just just do one, just get me through, keep the second one for next week, and then next week I can look at rejigging some of those kind of assets. But, you know, talking about Brighton assets, like they after West Ham, they've got Newcastle, uh, Man United, Bournemouth, Villa, Liverpool, Man City. So their fixtures are going to get a bit more difficult soon, but it's do you? I don't want to sell a stupid man right now because he's just on absolute fire. And you could argue that Brighton are not fixture proof, of course, but like one of the better teams, and therefore the fixtures aren't as difficult as it maybe looks on the FPL website. Um, yeah, I agree. With there you there. are going to be interesting questions. Sorry, mate. Yeah. What is going to be interesting with them, Brighton, as well, is when they get Europa League going. Yeah, that's another great chance, who's going yeah. to be rested, isn't it? Yeah, so that's another thing to think about. And obviously, in the, I think, is it in the next few weeks, Champions League, Europa League all starts? So yeah. we need to almost, you, you almost want to capitalise on the good players without prior to rotation and then start working out, stripping the assets that are rotation risks then. Yeah. Mate, there's lots to think about. Yeah, I'm tempted to just actually move out one of my, maybe reduce Pedro to a 4.5 and make one of my defenders a bit better. As my one yeah. tran or if I use two transfers, sorry. So we'll see, we'll see. That is really interesting, Brian. I think Esther Pinyan can be a keep for sure for everyone. And I think Matoma, and I think after that, I don't really mm-hmm. think when they get into Europe and stuff, you want to be having too many players, do you? No, same with Man City. So it's almost like jump on now while it's good. And then when the rotation hits, that's when you sort of strip back. And obviously you've got a wild card round about then as well, if you want to use that. So We'll get through it. It's just um, at the moment it feels a bit naff because we've had a shocking start, but <laughs> things can only get better. Yeah, and just on that as well, probably Arsenal rotation's going to be just as bad this year. So with a Newcastle few of their players, as well. yeah, Newcastle, Newcastle yeah. as well. So it's going to be really, really interesting trying to deal with it. I think most of these bigger teams are trying to build eighteen man teams, not squads, if you know what I mean. So they yeah. can just bring in and out players. So it's going to really affect the FPL community in different ways you're gonna to have to really take some risks really last question i had on game week three there is the littlest thought in the back of my head do i triple captain harland what do you say to that nope <laughs> save it save it for double game weeks and stuff mate like i um although there's not meant to be as many this week but or this season sorry but um as much as i understand the appeal and i reckon some people will i only try and use chips in double game weeks but you know what's to say what's to say i'm right you could yeah. go for it and smash it. You could bang four in and you're laughing. 
Oh, it's, it's tempting, man. You know when you just fall a little bit behind at the start and you're just like, damn, what can I do? Yeah, you want to try and claw it back. But I don't pay, need to. We'll be all right, man. Yeah, we'll be fine. Patience. I don't have a World Cup break to resurrect me this time because that's what happened last time. And I was like, oh, yeah. re- I was really low down. World Cup came and I won most of my leagues in the end and finished top 160k, which was good based in mind where I was. So I've got to try and it's deal definitely. without a World Cup of reset. <laughs> we'll be all right, mate. Just patience. No, no silly hits. And we'll be, uh, we'll be fine. I like that we've got the two transfers saved up and we'll probably in our not another FPL put team will be taking out Gabriel if he's yeah. not reliable and just dealing with that for now. Because I think the rest yeah, of the maybe him and Jao Pedro actually, if we wanted to do the two transfers. Yeah. But I mean, that'd be yeah, interesting. Upgrading them to sort of a city defender, maybe in Jackson's probably decent short term punts, isn't it? Yeah. Sounds really good. Well, yeah. that's been it for today. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Not Another FPL Pod. Be sure to follow at underscore Toto Football on Twitter, as well as follow Toto Football on Spotify. Really wish you guys do that. Really love that. We're on 49 Spotify followers. So, you know, just get us to that 50 mark. That'd be beautiful. Really do appreciate it. And yeah, we're also on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to Toto Football on YouTube as well. Anything else you'd like to say, Rich? usual from me so um all the stats presented are from fantasy football hub uh links in the description if you want to sign up i think it's still 50 percent off at the minute um and yeah if you want to drop me a follow on twitter i'm at rich p underscore fpl perfect well i've been luke it's been great hanging out again with rich we will be back in two weeks time i think september now because i do go on holiday but be sure to check out toto football on twitter because we'll be very active on there and yeah We will be seeing you later. See ya.